0: Hello, it's Friday the 18th of November and welcome to the Better Business Show Friday 5. I'm your host, Tom Idle, and joining me on the other side of the internet is Vicky Knowles. Vicky, how are you doing?
1: I'm pretty good. How are you doing?
0: I'm all right, yeah. I've had a busy week. Been jetting out uh, to Geneva to meet uh, a client of mine, so that was all very busy um but yeah it's been a it's been a great week for last week's show or this week's show monday of the, the better business show uh, one of our most popular ever actually so if you missed it i know you listened to it in the week, didn't you vix i um, did it was very good yeah we're talking all about robots all about ai and how business should should not discount the value of human uh, ability human value i guess um, in in their drive to kind of find efficiencies offered by robots. So fascinating chat with um, with Laura Thompson. So have a listen if you if you missed that on Monday. Uh, also, check out the back catalogue. Go to the website. It's www.betterbusiness.show. You'll find all of our previous episodes on there. Um, so, yeah, Friday Five. We're back after a week off uh, to give you our top five stories from the last week, uh, the happenings and events and goings on that we think you should be aware of from across the world of sustainable, better business. Uh, so this week, Vix, we're talking about uh, palm oil. Uh, we're talking about Veg Curious, a new social movement. We're talking about investors waking up to climate change. We're talking about Green Friday, the antidote to Black Friday, which is coming next this time next week. Uh, we're talking about Alaskan Airlines and their timber-powered flight um, so let's do it Number five Vicks um, I'm going to start with palm oil uh, Which is obviously a you know, contentious commodity Which has fueled much debate and activism uh, Palm oil of course responsible for a lot of the tropical forest loss around the world as palm oil companies you know clear trees to expand their plantations and meet demand for whatever ever ever more demand for for palm oil um but it's been a really really significant week two big sort of uh, breakouts of pragmatism i would say in the anti-deforestation movement um I wrote a piece uh, this week for Innovation Forum, so have a look. If you want a bit more information on this, have a look at the Innovation Forum website. Uh, But essentially, yeah, two big developments. First, the UN published a new report that called on NGOs and conservation groups to accept that it is businesses working within the palm oil sector which are best placed to help protect and preserve forests particularly in in africa which is going to be the sort of the new place where lots of palm oil is going to uh, palm oil companies are going to try and to try to exploit it, essentially um and yeah one of the one of the sort of key recommendations in this un, UN report was that you know certification is going to be uh, useful and ngos just need to give business a bit of a break and find some common ground really because um uh, it, that they said that you know business is much much better place to deal with this stuff, and actually NGOs should actually work with with business, which is a big you know big shift away from uh, messages that we've had in the past about how business has really been sort of you know destroying habitats of the orangutan and all that type of stuff. Um, so that was a big breakthrough, and then we had another big breakthrough with uh, the palm oil sector and a range of NGOs actually coming to an agreement on a single approach to dealing with deforestation caused by palm oil up to now there's been no consensus on the best mechanism for actually achieving uh what lots of companies are committed to which is no deforestation from their palm oil sourcing uh and there essentially there was two competing methodologies and there's now been a convergence of those two uh which is great because it's been going on for so long and uh so it's a big move hallelujah uh, so that's the palm oil update vix at number four what you got
1: interesting stuff yeah so Completely different, really. Um, okay, are you Veg Curious? That's a hashtag, Veg Curious, all one word. Um, so you don't have to give up meat entirely to explore your Veg Curious side, whether it's, and I quote from the website, getting cheeky with chard or quickies with quinoa, you can dabble without the commitment. Um, so basically the site, which is VegCurious.org, for those who are curious, um, has various veggie recipes and encourages people to come out and declare their veg curiosity on social media so it's actually a social movement aimed to encourage men particularly to discover the taste and nutritional possibilities of vegetables as well as re-evaluating what it means to be a man who eats more veg because there's this whole stereotype about men and meat and you know that's what makes a man um so the eating better alliance is the organization behind it and they're working towards a fair green and healthy world um and they've come up with this, along with some creative affiliates like Hubbub as well.
0: Right, okay. And, and it, it's interesting, I was talking about this in the week, actually, with uh, the client I saw over in, in Geneva, but just this, this message about the impact of eating meat on the planet is just one that's just not landing quite yet and i think it's we're, we're quite early in this and i think that you know things like veg curious are, are part of this movement um yeah. but you know interestingly the the, the dicaprio uh, documentary that i talked about on the show a few weeks back i mean at the end he, he kind of puts out i think it's 10, 10 10 things you can do to save the planet and number one is is give up meat or stop eating as much uh, red meat so um yeah mm-hmm. so i think it's a message that will land but i think it, we're, we're quite early in this yet. Yeah. Um, Be interesting we'll we'll check out we'll check out Veg Curious Um, so number three this week um, obviously we've got COP22 going on right now in Marrakesh which has seen this kind of flurry of new reports and announcements coming out from different businesses and, and NGOs and different kind of business coalitions. Um, There's nothing like the kind of the attention on this, uh, this UN meeting that there was last year for obvious reasons, but, but still. Uh, and I noticed this report by the Global Adaptation and Resilience Investment Working Group. Uh, it's a report called Bridging the Adaptation Gap, which reports that 70% of private investors see both a risk and an opportunity uh, from the impact of climate change. Uh, and again, you know, we we've had reports like this in the past, but it just seems like the, the the dial's turning slightly. According to this this group, 78% of the surveyed investors and other stakeholders thought evaluating the physical risk from climate change was very important, while 70% mm-hmm. Would consider making investments that supported adaptation to climate change or climate change resilience now. So big, big talk uh, around in the last couple of weeks around adaptation, particularly for climate change. Uh, probably because this current UN meeting is in Africa, which we know is going to feel a lot of the the impacts of climate before anyone else. Uh, but it, it, I think this is a good news story in that you know, the investment community is definitely waking up, or, or we p- could probably say they've actually woken up now to to climate change and the risks. And and opportunities are offered up by it.
1: Mm, that is good news. That is good news. Catching up. Um, so what are we on? Number two?
0: Number two now,
1: yeah. <laughs> Number two. Okay, so next Friday is Black Friday, oh. Um, which, oh yeah, uh, so which for many people is a bit of a consumerist nightmare. Not everyone, I'm sure there's people that like it, but um, there is an antidote movement called Green Friday, and they're at greenfriday.org, and they're offering... Uh, free day-use parking passes at 116 California State Parks. So it's basically free admission to these state parks. Um, And there is 280 California State Parks, but I think some of them are free, and then they work with as many partners as they could to make them all free, but not quite all of them. Um, So the organisations behind the initiative, which is Save the Redwoods League, California State Parks Foundation, and California State Parks and others... Um, are offering the pass in a bid to rekindle our love for the outdoors. They suggest that it's a lovely way to spend the Thanksgiving period with family and friends, and promises that it's the best bargain you're going to find on Black Friday.
0: Brilliant, I <laughs> love it. Yeah, I'm not too sure about Black Friday. It's just it's a it's a mess, isn't it? People just scrambling around for for cheap stuff they don't really want. They're just desperate for a bargain. It's weird, very weird. People
1: get um, die on Black Friday. I don't
0: know, I know. know. <laughs> Injured. Uh, So, perfect antidote, (coughs) definitely. Um, At number one this week, uh, I wanted to draw your attention to Alaska Airlines, um, which has taken to the skies in a world-first commercial flight running on sustainable alternative jet fuel made from forest residuals. Uh, The flight, powered by a 20% blend of the sustainable biofuel, departed from Seattle and then arrived at... Uh, Washington, D.C., five hours later, the alternative fuel is produced from limbs, stumps, and branches gathered from leftover timber harvests or forest thinning projects of managed forests on private land. Um, and Alaska Airlines reported on its blog that sustainable alternative jet fuels reduce emissions by 50 to 80 percent over the life cycle of the fuel from the growth of the feedstock, transportation to a processing facility and production. And the actual emission reduction depends on the type of feedstock used. But the flight uh, emitted around 70% less CO2 than a conventional petroleum jet, um, which they say is a win for the environment. And Alaska Airlines, obviously, they're saving a fortune on fuel. Um, So, yeah, so this was part of a five-year project that launched in 2011 by 32 different universities across the U.S., uh, a number of companies and government agencies got involved um, with the, the aim of kind of producing a more environmentally friendly jet fuel. Um, and it was sort of backed with a, a big grant, 31.9 million well, it pounds in this story, but oh, I don't know what the conversion is into dollars, but by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. So a real collaborative effort. And again, another good example of, you know, there is a different way and there is an alternative there that, that kind of can stack up commercially. So a really good example, um, as ever we'll put all the links to uh, to today's stories in uh, in the show notes. Um, but that's it for another week. We'll be back again on Monday. We've got a fantastic show lined up on Monday, all about how stand-up comedy can help us tell better sustainability stories so check out that that'll be with you uh probably about sort of monday lunchtime so have a look out for that uh Mm. and then we'll be back again next friday uh as we continue to digest all the news stories that we hope you're you'll uh, want to stay on top of from well from the world of sustainable business um so yeah vix until next time we'll see you soon
1: see you soon